This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. everybody, just before you listen to this episode, I'd just like to bring your attention to a Patreon support program that we do have that I'd like to encourage you to join if you haven't done so already. If you go to patreon.com forward slash pod, you'll find details of how to support this show and how to support this content. You'll get lots of extra bits and pieces in return. So again, head over to patreon.com forward slash pod. If you want to help support our content and help us grow and get even better. It's Thursday, 2nd of November, 2023. In this evening's show, we go over a brace of Jekyll and Hyde performances from the week just gone as we catch up on Saturday's 4-2 home defeat to Peterborough. And last night's mental 3-3 draw away in Codtown. I'm John Asperall and this is the Seasiders podcast match reaction show. Little Town 3, Blackpool 3, with a bit of posh. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Seaside's podcast. Coming on a Thursday night. Oh, God, what a game last night, eh? What a game. Jekyll and Hyde, I think, Mitch, you've penned, haven't you, in your blogs? Yeah, so like that. We, uh... Where did you get that from, John, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, sat to have stood together on terraces yesterday, weren't we? Purely by chance. It must be a... Uh... A Seaside's podcast aura bringing us naturally together. Do you know, it reminded remind me of those Brat, Brat Pack films, you know, so like the 80s Brat Pack with all the uh, all the legends together in one in one place. It was just <laughs> incredible. Bump, even bumped into you outside, Tim, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah, yeah. Much so was, much like, I, don't know who, I don't know who's going to be Emilio Estevez and who's going to be... Um, uh, Tom Cruise, but we'll, we'll, leave the, we'll leave the audience to decide that. You could be... Michael Douglas, Tim. <laughs> I could well be. As he yeah. looks now. I mean, I mean, when he looks like in Basic Instinct. <laughs> could well be. I won't go there with yours, John. Who's yours, Andy? Mm. Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wish they've got Sammy Davis Jr.'s money. Right. So we've got two games to catch up on. We'll briefly go over. Um, Blackpool 2, Peter, before, because we've not done one since since then. Um, I think we were all given our collective size of not again when the team sheets came out. Correct. Yeah, incredibly frustrated. I, I don't know where you want to start. I'll uh, 
Go on, um, I think I think it was a bit of deja vu, wasn't it? It sort of took me back to Oxford uh, and the thoughts then, and 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 it was a it was a thought process that was we go on to. Well, I repeated last night, and um, I think I think listen, I'm not for calling out a player, but um, we've got a young lad there who's been thrown into probably the three, two or three of the most difficult games we've had this season without necessarily having the attributes that we need to win those games, let's put it that way. And um, uh, and I think it, it, I was frustrated with, with, with uh, particularly with Peterborough because I felt it was it was our opportunity to set our, our benchmark for the season as to what, what we're going to be as a team. Are we going to be a team that's going to be up there and around the top two? Or are we going to be, you know, trying to sneak into the playoffs? And I, I, I really felt it was an opportunity lost, um, uh, I think I think losing Nor Norburn, who I think was meant to have a, a fitness, they were going to assess his fitness before the game, and then he, you know he sees he's not on the team sheet was a, a slight disappointment. Obviously, whatever it is, must be more serious than we thought because he, it was ditto last night. And I think we're missing him, but I think we've got to get the blend right. And and, and you just look at the team sheet, and it, this is not this isn't <clears throat> being a clever arse after the event. This is you know I had the same. Well, we picked the team conversations before Oxford, same conversations before Peterborough, same conversations last night. And that team on the why the hell are we not picking our best yeah. team? None of why us were on, none of us were none of us picked um Oakley Booth, did we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carey, uh, we did um, pick Norburn. Sorry, but if you, Norburn. Yeah. But if you if you you know, but that, that was on the basis he was fit. But I think if if we had to rule Norburn out, we still wouldn't have picked Oakley Booth for the Peterborough game because um it, it it was never going to be his, his his type of game for me. I think if you're going to you're going to blood lads, you do it. You know, listen, Bromley on Saturday is an ideal opportunity to blood a player. Uh, the Carabao Cup's ideal opportunity. You know, the the Mickey Mouse Cup ideal opportunity. And then if they if they perform, then they move up to the uh, to the starting eleven. Um, but for for whatever reason, and it's not his fault. Whatever reason, he's been pitched into three of the most difficult games of the season and hasn't performed in any of them. We wanted uh, we wanted Owen Dale playing and uh Don Thompson started. Was that a mistake? I think, I think I think what was bizarre was that probably Morgan had looked the best he had done all year in the midfield against Cheltenham, playing a holding role and letting Dougal do a little bit in front and and then you you can have the, the runners off it. But it was just, you, you looked at the team, Peterborough, collectively, everybody around me when I saw the team just went, what's he doing? And what's he doing? And just like it, shaking our heads and thinking like, it, not today, not today, not today. Do not do what he's doing today. And you just hope to hell that he proves you wrong because we just started well against Cheltenham, have we not? And... We, you needed the same start. We needed to be on the front foot against Peterborough. You've got to get you. You've got to make the game against them rather than letting them have the game against you. And oh, we were awful, weren't we? Uh, I, my guess, passive. That, my guess with Oakley Booth is that it's a gamble from Critchley that he's seen him at sixteen. I mean, he's <clears throat> he's won stuff, hasn't he, with England age groups. He's been alongside some very very highly rated players. Uh, an earlier phase in his career, and that Critchley's taking a gamble, and that I don't know whether he's almost tried that that mind game of right, you know, he'll pitch him in and 
hope that he somehow the battle brings out the best in him or something like that. I mean, he's, he's not that young. He's 23. You know, he's not, you know, he's not, he's not like a 17 year old. He's not like he's, he's sort of played pick Tate trusty or something. And I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, I said, I think I said this to you, John, last night. I said it to someone last night. He feels like a rescue mission by Critch. He feels like that Critch has decided that that he's the man who can bring out the player that that once was there that's lost its way or whatever. And it, it's just it's not worked, has it? The game, the game itself. Then um, obviously they've they've scored first. Um, great penalty save from from Grimmy. Maybe that would have been, been a catalyst that... for us to get back in the game. But it wasn't. But that would have been two 0 going in and. Argument sake, the game runs its same course. We we four nil down. We I mean there wasn't any chance we'd we had ten men that we were flying back into that even with a couple of goals. Like we're never going to go that. Luckily he'd saved it and uh, um, good save um, and that gave us half a sniff, I suppose. But I mean the sending off straight after half time was a bit of a kick and. First time, I think, for a while we've questioned Grimmy with a free kick. His set positioning was set, awful, up the, set up off the wall as well. It was a huge yeah. gap. Huge yeah. gap. Yeah. yeah. You don't set up a wall and then stand behind it, do you? <clears throat> no. You, you, fill a gap. you fill a gap, don't you? I, I, yeah. was trying to, I was trying to look, and I might be... I, I was I was desperately trying to look, see if I could see if he took a step onto his left foot, expecting him to curl it around. And maybe he did just take that little step to the left that stopped him getting back over to that side of the goal that he should have been covering. If they go over the wall, I can cope with that. Yeah. But I can't cope with him going the goalkeeper's side of the wall. And that Seems was the first time I've I've sort of questioned Grimmy that. Um, really, I can cope with him being caught occasionally in possession because he does play with his feet, doesn't he? Seems to remember a very similar, you know, in the heart of the Grimmy versus Maxwell debate last year, I seem to remember Maxwell getting absolutely slated for a very similar free kick wall situation. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, 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 I've, we, we've gone over it time and time again here. I, I really rate Grimmy, but you have to you have to say he hasn't been of, of, at his best of late. So when we've gone 3-0 down, we started playing. We started playing, then ballet's on, and um, I think we mentioned this last week. We've got a, a massive. Well, actually, just before the three nil, John, if I remember well, rightly, just um, we, we we should have had a penalty, I think, because uh, it was it, as as with everything that seems to happen these days, it's down at the south end of the ground. Um, and um, that's for me and Matt. Is it Kwasi got grappled round round his round his neck? Yeah, Andy, you'll have to tell us. But I think I think the view was down the south end that that, that it was a uh, no, it was it C. I can't remember who it was now. Kwasi CJ, but whoever it was got booked for simulation, uh, didn't he? Yeah, it was CJ. Yeah. CJ, yes. Was he simulating Andy? Was it hell? He was just, no. To be fair, like it was a clear. If the referee's got the angle we've got, it's a clear pen. But he's not as a, he's he's looking at it from the other side, and the defender's sort of half clever because he's he's sort of getting his body. Um, in the way of the referee, and you know when they when when defenders put their arm across, the the referee's looking from behind, thinking there's nothing going on. They think the attackers actually making the foul, climbing over the defender almost to try and, but but the defender's got their arm out, and when they're strong, the the attacker can't get by, and uh, and and the referee thinks the attackers made the foul when it's the other way around, really. 
Yeah. We're, we're kind of getting shafted with pens off refs. We've got obviously got one to talk about in the game yesterday. I was raging about seeing it on replay now. Well, like, look, let's concentrate on the Peterborough game first, guys. Like, um, I but think the, I think the main think when Dougal obviously got that goal and and like it's a good cross in and and Dougal arrived late and that's you, you want to see that from from Dougal and and quite arguably Dougal was the best player we had on the day and um, um, <clears throat> he he first half was um, our midfield on his own it felt like but he's not Carey is good in our midfield going forward right. The problem is with Carey is the going back, and then we'll come to that again later on. I'm sure with with last night, but um, and I think that's the frustration to people about him. It's not the going forward. Going forward, it looks it looks pretty good to me. He's he like he's had he's probably been a bit unlucky on the early on this season that he's missed a few. He's had a he's hit the bar a couple of times, and um, then on he gets that goal on Saturday, and you think we're flying. Then the momentum went out of the game again, and that that frustrates me when the momentum goes when we're on top. Why do you think that was? I just don't know. I just don't. I, I think this sort of revert to trying to play instead yeah. of just t- riding the wave. Ride the I mean, wave. We were a man, just... we were a man down against a good side as well, and we really yeah. did have them on the back foot for about a good 20, 25 minutes. And I think you've got to... They were doing the wasting time. We've, we've got to comm- you've got to commend that. And But the problem yeah. is, is, as we push forward to try and get uh, the equaliser, we're always going to leave space at the back. We've got Correct. to, you know, something's got to give, hasn't it? When you're 10 against 11, <laughs> either you concede up front and, and don't have as many players up there. But when you're chasing the game, you need to push. And particularly when you've got the likes of Dembele on, who hasn't got like a defensive bone in his body. Um, you know, you, you're effectively down and other defensive-wise when you lose possession. And it, it was it was gut-wrenching, wasn't it? It was gut-wrenching having put all that effort in. And the lads had to be fair and the fans had got behind them and yeah. and really, um, you know, sort of bought into what they were trying to do. I, I, um, I, then I, I said We just got wrong. hit by a sucker punch, didn't we? And, and I've got to say, I'm sick of... It happened again last night. I'm sick of the opposition, particularly Peter, who have got form for it, coming and like, Rubbing it in your nose, um, and and then and then they get all offended when some something gets chucked at them because what was that? They literally all they're obviously antagonising the were crowd. They, what were they, they doing? But they did, do you remember when we won four three and they yeah. went three one? They did all that then, yeah. And it seems to be and and the cods were doing it last night as well, like you know coming and going down on the knees in front of the away fans rather than reeling away and going towards their own fans. And then and then they get all offended when it Rates causes come reaction. On and hit throw. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not condoning anybody doing anything like that. But the reality is, we've got a few. You know, there's there's a few in our on our crowd. have got a couple of brain cells missing, haven't they? And it doesn't take much encouragement um, for them to um, to react. And but they're literally provoking them. And I, I, you know, there was a time when players got booked for doing that, and it seems to have stopped at the moment. And it's about time it started again, I think. I don't see what's wrong with a swift shake of the hand and a trot back to the centre circle. Exactly. Some manly pats on the back. <laughs> you know. I just, I, I, uh, I said at the time on Saturday when we came back, if we were getting anything out of the game, it was more likely to be four all than three all. 
the, you know, the shape we're going to have to throw the kitchen sink at it. And and like you said, Tim, it was going to leave gaps at the back. And like you, you're right, you couldn't fault the players' effort. That's for sure. They 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 put everything in trying to win it or trying to get a draw. And, and what or what would a manager then think, having first of all seen the impact of the substitutes at Oxford, um, and the impact of the substitutes against Peterborough? What would what would be the what would be the logical conclusion you might it's, draw? He'd think, well, Lee Johnson will think that I'm going to pick my best team, so I'll second guess him by picking the team that he doesn't think I'm gonna pick. What do you think of that, Mike? And then Mike will go, Yes, boss. Yes, boss. And then off off they'll go and Tashin will come out the, the bingo machine and off we'll go again. I'm I'm going to play Critchley now. And I'm going to look at that and think that midfield in the first half against Peterborough, that can't possibly go so wrong again. It must go right next game. And let's give it another go. But it's insanity, isn't it, to do the same thing again? Um, I have said in the past, in his defence, I have said in the in 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 I'm attempting a defence. He said we didn't need a voice of reason for this pod, but I'll try. I have said in the past that one of Critchley's strongest assets is that he and it's also one of his most frustrating qualities is that he's willing to give something an extra game and sometimes it it like cj the whole world was going cj will never play wing back well that is a ridiculous idea and actually cj has played wing back quite well and that has proven not to be such a ridiculous idea but sometimes it is a ridiculous idea and it appears that this was a ridiculous idea so I don't know if I've actually stuck up for him there or not. <laughs> Still worked out then. No, it hasn't worked out. Has I know. So the the main thing for me was we had a back four when we had Casey sent off, and that made a massive difference once again. We're... I don't buy this. I don't buy this that it's about shape, right? I I, I don't. I think it's. It, I, I think you can. You can go back to Critch first time round, and we played four at the back virtually every game. We played five about three times under him. And we had so many games where we were fitful and unenergetic, and we'd be going, for fuck's sake, why don't we? Why, why is there no creativity? Why don't we give it a go? Why are we sitting in? I think 5 3 2, 4 4 2, 4 2 3 1, whatever. I think it boils down to. When we're on the, I think Tim nailed it before, is actually when we're on the front foot, we get the best out of the players we've got. When we've got the right players on the pitch to 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 play, and when we play on the front foot, that gets the best out of the players we've got. And when we're on the back foot, then we're, we're weak and we're vulnerable. And I think you could put us out in any number of positions, it's formations. And I don't think we magically become a better football team. It's about, for me, intent and commitment and, and giving those one or two players, your Dembele's or your Carey's or Dale or whoever it is, those one or two players, the head to go and go, get attacking, get playing, get forward, get up. It's encapsulated in CJ. He's bloody awful if he sits deep and, and, and plays the sort of fullback role, but he's actually pretty good. If he's if he's you know his main role is to be dynamic, and I think that that works no matter. I think that holds true no matter what formation we play. Marky and- disagrees. Buy it. The five is horrible. Too often defenders are left looking at one of the well and something goes wrong. I agree, Mark. Andy, we're going to say something. Yeah, just um, I think that uh, alluding to what you you said there, Mitch is is that 
the ball moves faster when we're playing well. The ball yeah. moves. The ball moves, and and we that so often we get stuck because we've got so many defenders over with one attacker running around our three centre backs trying to pass the ball around. And I I I do get the the Critchley thing where he's saying that you have to pass it around to to draw them onto you to create space. I I I do get all that, but. We in the last two games, we've just looked like at times we're just handbrakes completely off, and we've we've just gone to hell with anything, to hell with tactics. Let's just go at them and get at them and and just be be like whenever, whenever, whenever we get at them, we play really well and things happen. Whenever we don't get at them, we see what we saw in the first half against. We can look like world beaters for, yeah, for like, yeah, yeah. and, and then like then suddenly we look like a. You know, a change happens and I think, it just goes like, what are you thinking? I, I think I turned around to you, Tim, when he made that sub last night. And I was just like, with 10 minutes ago, going like, I, I couldn't why? Why when we're on top? Why when we're on top? I mean, Should we, yeah, move, on to we move on to Fleetwood then? Anyway, Should we yeah. move on to it? Right, let's start with the starting 11. That doesn't look very good, does it? Um <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I found a new layout. It's not great. There, that's the one. There we go. Um, right, this was it. Grimshaw, three centre halves: Paddington, Ekpeteta, Husband, Ekpeteta in the middle. Right wing back: Hamilton. Left wing back: Dale, Carey, Dougal, Oakley, Booth in the middle. Quasi and Rhodes. Um, Tim. Yeah, well, well. I mean, you, you drove to the game, didn't you? When did you find out? I found out when I actually got there because I lost I think, my ticket think, and I took. Oh, so just just, be, just before we start, big up the uh, ticket office for sorting out my tickets because I lost them, got chucked away. So I phoned up the ticket office and they sorted it out with Fleetwood, and I had to go to Fleetwood ticket office and get them. So well done, ticket office. They're great, the great the ticket office. To be yeah. Fair. Sorry, anyway. But... Yeah, uh, well, I think I was in Weatherspoons in Fleetwood at the time because we've been in Cleveland's for a couple and then just nipped up to Weatherspoons before the game, so I wasn't driving. Um, but two things that sort of stood out for me. First of all, and I don't want to over it again, but it was the, the fact that Oakley Booth was in again, thinking, oh, my God, does he never learn? Um, and then also I was slightly concerned with the back three with Epiteta in the middle because, they, you know, again, revisiting any pod in the last 12 months, well, not 12 months, but this season, um, how many times have we said Pateta in the middle of that back three? Um, it, it, it's it's a catastrophe waiting to happen. Um, very surprised Dembele wasn't in. Got to say, I think if I, I think if I was looking that if I was trying to put myself in Critch's shoes, I can sort of accept the Pateta. But what I'd have probably done, I'd have probably actually well, I'd have either played Morgan, who probably was the one who deserved the shirt in, in ahead of Oakley Booth. Or I'd have even considered if you're going to play your your, your golden child, I'd, I'd have played Connolly in alongside Dougal in centre mid. Then with Dembele in front on in a free roll on the basis I'd be saying to those two, sit tight, let Dale and Hamilton push forward, but control the defensive third of our midfield, and that protects Epiteta as well. There's probably an argument for sticking Connolly centre half, and that is actual 
Well, that is yeah. his position after all, and he's never played it for us. Yeah, yeah. ever. I maybe even playing the back four because it suits Ekpateta mm. more than so that that would have been. But if you're going to stick with the three and you're going to stick with the system, out, you know, there's, there's two up. There's two options there, just screaming out to be considered. One's Connolly if you want to play defensive, but that means that for me that that necessitates playing Dembele and releasing him, or or you play Morgan and then have Dougal and Carey. Or Dembele, whichever you want, but but probably if you're going to play Carey, I would have I would have probably stuck with Morgan because slightly more fluid midfield than you know Conley's quite defensive, isn't he? So, so um, but I don't know, and and you've also got to bear in mind. Let's you know, I know we 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 diss the cons, don't we? But um, they started playing quite well. You know, they they were very unlucky not to beat Barnsley on Saturday. They're at home. It's a it's a you know a windy Wednesday night. Good pitch, to be fair. Thought the pitch looked in excellent condition, um, and they were they were always going to come out. They were always going. It be well, listen without a shadow of a doubt. It, the game means more to them than us as a as a, a derby. If you're going to call it a derby, I don't. But um, uh, if if you if you're going to if you're going to look at it, it's going to be they're going to be fighting for everything, and and you've got to have fighters in there to match them. You got to have people who are prepared to go toe to toe with them. Did we? I don't think we did. But why does he never deviate from this formation? They they had a back four and they played a or two three one. I think we should have matched that. Gives us more credit. But particularly because of Ek Pateta. Well, yeah. It's, 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 it's obviously the reason Ek Pateta got dropped is because he can't play in the centre of back three. That's why he got dropped. But he didn't exactly shine in the set in the back four last year. I, I still think I know I'm, I'm banging the drum and just I'm I'm genuinely not just disagreeing for the sake of it. I think we go back to how we played with the back four under Critchley first time round and we had different personnel and I don't think we've got that quality of either defensive midfielder, certainly without Norburn, and we don't have the quality of the back four. Um, we don't have Keogh, we don't have Dan Ballard, um, we don't have, God bless him, Ollie Turton at, at right back. Um We've only got one left back really meaningfully in the squad in Jimmy because do we really want Dom Tom playing at left back in in and and I think I think he's gone all in on this formation because I think he's reflected on what what he did last time and I genuinely think I I I criticised him last time for being on the I praised him for being tactically flexible but on the other hand for being so chameleonic that we'd ended up not really knowing who we needed to buy because we played a different way every week. We ended up with players that we didn't really know why we had them and what we'd bought them for. And then occasionally we'd switch formation and we'd see them because they fitted that formation and they'd disappear again. And, and I actually do, I do see why you would go all in on a formation and you'd go, right, this is what we're doing. And you'd coach everybody to do the same thing. And I do also see the benefit of that structurally for bringing through younger players and bringing them up the ranks and so on. And I think it's a difficult one because I think it was one of the things that potentially was an undoing for him last time round. And he's addressed it, but it's now a frustration this time round. We do, have to pause, we do have to pause briefly, of course, to recognise the timism that was chucked in there um, and which John... Uh, very ignorantly ignored. So, uh, oh, I heard it. Mitch. I did hear it. Mitch was on a mo- Mitch was mid monologue, so I didn't want to interrupt him. Quite tired tonight, so I don't actually know what I'm saying. <laughs> Chameleonic. Chameleonic. I mean, that, that's that's up there. That is. You, 
you do well at Scrabble with that one. <laughs> right. So I'll go to a shorter, shorter version of the best thing I heard last night. This was, bear in mind, this was when that team came out. It was the, it was the most kindest thing I heard about the team well, when everyone saw it. FFS. <laughs> and that was it. And like my it's next, before, the Andy, next thing I heard won, Andy, was, Fleetwood have won one game at home all season. One. They've won they had, one game. They'd scored two goals at home all season and they scored three against us. Cheltenham hadn't scored two in a game all season and scored two against us. Right? I'm I I am here tonight to call out this manager and do not think he's he's doing the, the right things for this group of players. And he needs to sharpen his act up and fast. Yeah. Right? What then he what then is the right What's the oh. right thing for this group of players, Andy? I'm genuinely interested in this as a question. Is the right thing for this group of players to go, oh, shit, we're conceding too many goals and try and make us more solid? Or is it to go, right, we concede some goals, but we've got some absolutely dynamite players and we you know, we could go out there and score five, so who cares? I don't know, and, and I don't know which. And what I worry is that he goes, oh, yeah, we are conceding goals, and then he, he, he that's why he keeps picking... The, def- the the defensive midfielders and things that that we don't want to see over the players that we do want to see is because he's trying to address. I don't know. He's, I'm, I suppose what I'm trying to say is I worry that he's fundamentally more bothered about not conceding goals, and that ironically is making us concede goals because this is not a group of players that are particularly good at containing the other side. They're far better when you when they get on the front foot. Oh yeah, you've nailed it there. And the old he's, adage is the best form of defence is attack. Well, so when you're, you're attacking, you aren't defending, are you? You don't need to defend. You're not concerned about your defending because, and that in that as we're going to, you know, in that in in our in that, in the periods where we're showing a rich vein of form in any game, and and it, it's becoming there's a pattern to all our games that we we can only play at best for one half. You know, we can only play decent football in one half. We seem incapable of doing it over two. Uh, but when we are playing well, there's no there's no defensive mistakes because we're that much on top that the other team aren't doing anything. I'm just chasing it's when, it's when we it's when we and it's it literally is when we seem to change the way we play, we turn that's into when the this kamik- kamikaze football team that's that looks like it's incapable of you know it looks like one of the worst teams in the division and it, and it is literally so black and white between the way we see ourselves play which is clearly a team that would win the league and a team who, who doesn't look capable of of, pass, of stringing more than three or four passes together at any point in a game and it and it's and it is the, the Jekyll and Hyde the 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 chameleon whatever you want to call it it is I don't think I can recall such a stark contrast between the way we play that there's been repeating itself in every game. It happened at Oxford, it happened at Cheltenham, it happened at Peterborough, beat where we went down to, well, still most of the half, down to 10 men. It happened again last night. Burton's it, first game. Remember that? It, it, right. Yeah, and you go, you go all the way back. You know, every, if you go back through, I would say probably 80% of our games have followed that pattern. It's, it's almost it's, Steve McMahony, isn't it? I mean, like, we would be horrible under Macker and then brilliant. And it's that kind of... And that's really not what I expected this second phase of Critchley to be like, if that makes sense. You know, I remember un, under under McMahon, we would be, I don't know, 2-0 down to some 
Northampton or something. And then suddenly we'll pull out this incredible period of play where we looked like we could be in the Premier League. And then we'd managed, you know, it, that that was quite, we got quite used to that, that um, sort of consistent inconsistency where it was difficult. It was kind of quite difficult for quite a long period to know whether we were happy or unhappy with that with that particular team because they would be really good and really crap in the space of a couple of games or in the space of a game, and it's just not what I expected this this second phase of Critchley to be like. I thought it would be uber organised, you know, and it's not. So we sometimes morph into our manager as a as a club, don't we? And like we, we morphed into our manager when Holloway was the manager, right? Just full on madness attack. Like, and now, now with Critchley, as soon as we get either in front or back in a game or at the start of games at times, we just like over careful. Just seems like no, there's no intensity in the game for us, right? And, and we either don't start with it or have it and lose it. And just, you know, I know you can't keep full on battering and battering and battering, but you can keep with with our players. I mean, that left back of theirs last night, honestly, I thought he was still dizzy last night. He was still taking tablets when Bowler ripped him a new backside when he when we, he played for Preston against us, right? Uh, when, in that 4-2 game, right? It just, like, it, it was it was hopeless. He couldn't stop CJ. Like, get him the ball, get thread it between the centre half and the left back and let him just run. And like he's, he's, he's about the worst left back I've ever seen. Just like attack him. And then, let's move and on, then let's move on and, and game, I know Andy. just one second, John, go ahead, go on, I, yeah. I keep saying when, when CJ gets to the byline, somebody has to make the run to the penalty spot or the edge of the area. Right. And somebody has to be there and the players must understand that that's coaching. That's what he should coach. And too many times there's no one there and CJ's not got a ball to play. So he ends up booting it across the six-yard box and, and the defender, if the defender's doing the right thing, the defender will clear it. You're 100% spot on with that, John. Uh, Andy, sorry. Do you remember, John, I said to you, I, I'm pretty sure I said to you in the game, look how few players we've got in the box at the end of that move and compare it to the goal Fleetwood scored when they overloaded our bombs with about six or seven players and scored. And that first half, we were not committing players to the box. There were multiple times CJ or Dale got wide, played a ball in, and it ended up looking like a crap ball. But it actually wasn't a particularly crap ball. It was a ball into the box that could have been dangerous when there was Rhodes and maybe Kowasi in there, and we just hadn't committed anybody. And as you say, Andy, we hadn't got anybody who'd done that that sort of diagonal run to the penalty spot for that little cutback that he does. That That's, that's spot on. We, we did though, Mitch. You just couldn't see it because of the uh, high intensity <laughs> yeah. neon yeah. neon uh, advertising boards that they've got at Fleetwood. Just, they were like, let's talk about that. They were they were a joke. They were like, were like what? Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been if you've ever been out at night in Boland because I live quite near the Forest of Boland. If you're driving at night, they have um, the the jeeps that have the stun lights on them so that they go like poof, and turn on the floodlights and they they stun the birds because it's all shooting land up there and they're like oh and if you happen to be on one of those little roads where one of those jeeps has gone poof and turned on the stun lights it's like oh, jesus christ it's lethal it's like looking into them the ball just kept disappearing and you kind of go oh no we've got a corner i don't want to watch because and then so- and then we're wearing a black kit in a night game 
um, <laughs> with and the contract. I struggled sometimes to make out our players. I don't know whether they were having a not not winning. Obviously, when down this end and my sight isn't brilliant. And then you're looking at the pitch. Boy, like... It was a double whammy. It's, it's like you, you you literally lose the ball. It's like, what's going you on? Said, you said it, Tim, after about two minutes, didn't you? You said you said it. You just can't you can't see anything down the other end. It's just like the lights are the, the lights from those boards were just like insane on your eyes. I was about to say, what was it like on TV? David Coleman's just said the boards are dreadful on TV. I've just watched the extended highlights, and it's even worse on TV than in the flat. So it's you know, joking aside, surely there's something that, that breaking like EFL regulations for those boards. Um, I was thinking of writing a strongly worded letter to the EFL and complained about it, actually. I might do. Well, we've got Nappers in the chat. Come on, Nappers, what do you think about oh, that? He? Well, he's standing yeah, he's behind there. him. He's all right. Yeah. What's he got to say? Game was even. We scored two quick goals. We felt a totally different game. Well, like, you're never out of it. Subtop to how Dembele isn't playing for you is daft. Anyway, oh, he might. That's an understatement. He, he might be a cod, but it's a good to see Nappers well again and good health to you, Nappers. But still don't wish good on your team. But, like, I think you're, you're not a bad lad, really. The beds were awful on TV. I didn't realise we were watching Shakespeare. Shame. <laughs> Maybe we should have watched Blackpool. You could see the Dale most of the time, the first half camera angle. Yeah. They need to sort that out, though. It's a. I, couldn't stand that if that was our games every week. Mind you, they're not missing much at Fleetwood, are they? Two goals at home all season, but three against us. <laughs> well, get Gretchen, he'll sort it out. We'll get it organised. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to this game, and I don't think we were too bad at the start. Yeah, Rhodes we, we started Rhodes, okay. Yeah, to be fair, Rhodes hit the bar, and he nearly ended his uh, one-game scoring drought. <laughs> Nick's coupon was busted, wasn't it, yesterday? What have you got him on Two the games center? running. <laughs> Two games running, he's nearly in deficit. Yeah, is, we, is it... we had that in the carry shot, didn't we, before they scored, but like we didn't start too bad. But again, you go back to what we were saying about the midfield. Still, even though we're on top, Oakley Booth didn't really do much. It's, it's not like he's he um he did anything in that period to think, okay, yeah. Uh, that's why you, you you've been picked. He was just on the periphery of the game, wasn't he? And that when he got shoved off that ball by in a fifty fifty and just that was that was a big moment helped. for me, Andy. It's like and you're, in just, to, oh, you're in there to you're in there to cover Norburn and you're not even and you're bottling out of a fifty fifty. Like get him off as soon as I saw that. It disgusted me. That in a you know Yeah. Local just hobby. Like you when the other team's up for it and you get that, you yeah. just you just want I, I, honestly that that time you could have subbed him for me that in that minute and got I'm a bit him shocked off. actually. He was twenty three. I had it in my head. You know, I'm, I'm not a bit particularly stout. But if you'd asked me how old he was, I'd have said about twenty. I didn't realise he was twenty three. He's, he's, he's almost a seasoned pro, isn't he? Yeah, he's been around the block a bit. He was at Tottenham, I think. Him right in saying that's where he was kind of the 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 boy of great potential playing in I think he was the under 16s or the 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 under 17s I'm sure he's won something with England in an age group a European or a world age group title I think I'm right in saying that um and um he looks like Jack Wardo Mitch as we pointed does, out yeah. yesterday it's like he you just, said that to me I was like yeah he does he after the game like... he said he looks like Grant Ward's shit evil Donald <laughs> Kanga which got me a bit harsh but um he was um, a Stoke, 
So he's got a Stoke and he's not made it there, has he? And he's, Lincoln moves out there. Yeah, 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 attitude yeah. problems at Lincoln. There's been well, reports. Yeah, I mean, they, they, from what I read of what they thought of him, made what we thought about, say, Tyrese John Jules look really tame. Like, they really, really disliked him. Um, they didn't just think he was crap. They they seemed to really dislike him. Um, and I, look, I've already tried to be the voice of reason, and I'm actually going to work against that. I I really struggled with him last night, and it was it was his body language, and it was it was not. I don't know if it's his natural body language, if he's just one of those people who who has a kind of fairly loping gait and a kind of relaxed look to him. He ge- I genuinely struggled. He looked like he was a bit annoyed to be playing, like it was a bit inconvenient. You know, he he didn't look up for it, and he didn't look like. Look, I I will stick up for for players all day long. Like I've 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 stuck up for Carey all season. Carey hasn't always been brilliant, but Carey looks like he's really trying. And sometimes he does look a bit nervous, or he looks a bit on edge. But he never looks like he can't be asked. He never looks like he doesn't doesn't really want to be there and Oakley Booth just sort of loped about and and I was kind of watching him for a few minutes and it was like he was just sort of dropping into little spaces where where he was safe which is you know it's what a lot of people have accused Sonny of but he hadn't got any of the other side of the game he didn't try one interesting pass I can't remember him carrying the ball more than about two yards um and he just seemed to like be there to trot into a little bit of space and play a two-yard pass, and it's like, what's the point? Because he's if you're playing in that role, your job is literally to make it difficult for the opposition so that the attacking players can have the space to play and don't have to worry about defence as much. That's why you're on the pitch in that role, and he, he just didn't want to play that role, and I've really struggled with it, and I think it's a long time since I've really dug a player out on here. And the last one was probably CJ, so hopefully this is the beginning of us, you know, a road to cult status for him, but and let's be fair, we don't want to do that. No, I, we don't, I don't want to. We none of us want to dig out a player, and especially a young lad and, and whatever. And uh, is twenty three? Do we quantify him as young lad? I don't know. No, no. but but, but that... he's just he he just hasn't got what it takes at this level, it, or or that's on on what we've seen so far, anyway. But he's made. To give him the a place o- in the team ahead of Dembele, he's just all right. We play different positions, but the other thing, three players, there's three players, there's three players ahead of him for that position. Three, yeah, you know, because I'll go back to the conversation before. I'd play Connolly in the in a more defensive role, which means you can push Dougal a bit further forward along with some, and you've got Morgan, who's actually playing the, the best football he's played since he joined us in about in the last three or four weeks in that defensive midfield role, and then got the, dropped. And then gets dropped. So and and you're thinking it, it defies belief. It actually does, and it, it's actually I I'm starting to get quite annoyed with it. So I'm, you should so get annoyed so... about a player being picked for the team, but I'm I'm starting to get pretty annoyed because it is it's, so, it's completely unjustified. Somebody said to me last night that Oakley Booth must have uh, some photos on his phone of Critchley and Cookson Street. <laughs> Keegan Parker. Oh, I throw those chips. That that one where he, he pulled out the tackle, he then just shoved him over. He pulled out the tackle, yeah. the lad went past yeah, him, yeah, and yeah, shoved yeah, him yeah. over yeah. with two open hands, yeah. which it wasn't even like there was no there was no attempt to disguise it. You know, it's like there's no subtlety to it. It was just like, oh, he's beating me, I'll shove him over. Like, and he kind of just 
thought. It, it's a typical academy player to me, Mitch, that's played as um, the, well, Chen just said, Oakley Booth won the under-17 World Cup, was in the same team as Naya Kirby. And I've said about him, the better. We loaned from Palace a few years back. So he's a he's an he's a typical example of a pampered academy player for me. I mean, just picking up on Dazzy's point. Um, yeah, I was just going to about about Casey. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about Casey. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he's no, he's made the point about Casey that Casey was poor or he was getting called out. But what happened with Casey was we sent him out on loan and he played for twelve months, week in week out, a team at lower level, and has come back a better player. He, in in many respects, the criticisms of him first time round were justified. Um, so just saying, look at Casey, I don't think works because Casey's first time round wasn't good enough to be in the team. And to be fair, Critchley didn't hardly played him. Um, and what we're talking about now is somebody who's in the same position. He, you know, he he needs to get some game time, maybe at a lower level, but maybe he thinks Blackpool's beneath him. I don't know. You know, if he's if he's you know, played in the World Cup at under seventeen, and he's been at Tottenham and Stoke and whatever. Maybe he's thinking, you know, where the hell am I stepping up here? And maybe his attitude's wrong. Um, but he isn't good enough to be in our team at the moment. So if his attitude is, why am I? Why the hell am I here? And I don't, I'm not saying that's what it is, but you know, looking at his body language, it could be. Then, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be because you should be down in Division Two or maybe even in the National League because that's that's the standard he's playing at. I think to, to 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 there's two things I think that, that probably have to say to to for for balance is one if he gets picked again and he comes out and he fights and he and he plays and he shows what he, what he can do that doesn't really, deserve it though does he he doesn't well, deserve another chance well maybe he doesn't deserve another chance next week but maybe you know if he works hard another chance comes around that that's that's great you know I I don't want to be in this thing where you like you just write a player off on the basis of a crap display because, you know, it, it, it's it's hard being a professional footballer, playing in front of thousands of people, watching everything and every move you make is it, it, difficult. And two, Critchley has got form for he does not suffer players who are not putting the effort in for long. So he signed Sarkic and Sarkic became like a mystery man. We You know, we saw him about six times and we never saw him again because he obviously was a bit overweight and he was... You know, wasn't really doing what he was told to do. He signed numerous players. He signed um, MJ Williams. He came in at the door again quite quickly. He signed Kemp and Woodburn. They came in on loan. He obviously didn't like what he saw. He got rid of them quickly. He signed John Jules the, year, the, the last time. Came in six, seven games. We were all we were all raging about him, and he binned him off fairly quickly. And I think it's probably, as I said before. You know, Critch is. Um, I don't want to slight Critch for 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 trying something and trying to unearth a diamond. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you, you this is going to be a dreadful metaphor, but sometimes you go mining for a diamond and all you bring up is gravel and muck, and that that sometimes happens. He's made the wrong call. He's surely got the message now that that's not a call he can feasibly make again, and. I would trust Critchley if there is, you know, if if there is a question about his attitude or his application or his mindset or he's freezing in games or he's hiding in games or whatever he is, he might be working his ass off in training and then freezing under the, you know, in the game. You know, we just don't know. But whatever that is, I think Critchley will, he won't tolerate that for long. Got blinded by the advertising hoarding. Yeah, that's it. The advertising hoarding. He couldn't say. I think, I think when you know, when 
you you understand that Carey, if Carey's playing, Carey's going to be good going forward and he's going to offer you not a lot coming back. He, he struggles to track his runners. He, he he tries and he get he tries to get back, but he's not good at it. It's not, it's not his not job, good though, is it? it? I, I've heard no, this a lot, no. Andy. It's not Carey's job. And, yeah, and no, but, a lot of people digging him out about this. No, he's, he's he's, he's, I'm not digging him out here. No, not you, not you personally. I'm just right. saying there's, what, there's a lot of chatter about that. And that, that's yeah, there is. There is. And, and you, you understand what people are trying to get at when we're playing the way we are, that that sometimes you, you're going to have to do some of that work, but it's not his strength, right? So as Tim said earlier, like if you know that's not his strength and you want to go, if you're going to play Carey, you're going to play Carey. If you're going to play Dembele in there um, instead, then fine, right? But... Whichever way you go there, you've got to have two people that are strong and track and, and track their runners, right? And Dougal last night defensively was playing on his own in that midfield, yeah. right? Yep. And yep. and I think to a man on the terrace or to man, woman, child or whatever, you you'd feel sorry for Kenny last night. He he just looked as though he didn't know which way to turn because he he didn't know who to cover, whether to do his own job, whether to be careful about where Carey's run is going to come from. Or, that or boil, it boils back to the formation again, though. Boils back to this formation again. Yeah, it does, yeah. He's, he's, he's like... He's two. We should have two, a defensive two, or and, two, three, one. And you just think, you just think, like, Critchley's watched enough football, and, and we, we're going to come back to this next point. The elephant in the room with Critchley is he's got two yes-men behind him, and he needs somebody who's going to really challenge him. So four two three one, John. Who do you play on up front on their own? Because Rhodes Rhodes needs a partner. We we decided the other week Rhodes is scoring because he needs a partner. Kowasi on his own, and can we can we trust Labs to play week in week out? Don't know. Could we put Rhodes up front on his own? I've never seen it. Well, we decided on the pod the other week. That we decided on the pod the other week. The reason why he's scoring. Well, we don't know though because we, we never. He never tries anything. He never tries anything. We've never seen anything apart from this formation. Matt, I'm I'm not I'm not against the system. What I'm against is the way that it's either um, SO bust, SHO bust, or we're going to be passive. There's no there's almost yeah, yeah. no halfway out, yeah. right? And the, he can't. He won't play the system and then move, move, try and move the ball quickly. I think actually, thinking back, the time when we've done it the best, Stevenage, who was struggling a bit, little bit for players at the time, but but Stevenage probably was our best that we've probably done it. I don't know. I might be wrong, but no, I think um, you're right. I think Stevenage and Reading are probably our two best periods in games when we've we've genuinely dominated for a period. Yeah, but the ball was moving. The ball yeah. wasn't slow, 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 slow. Oh, Marv's just been caught in, in, in possession. And as soon as Marv went out the team, we started to move the ball quicker, right? And and then you, that's what you're looking for. But he's standing there. He has these players every day. And then how can we, as as laymen, look at that and go, we, we could have told him what was going to happen in that first half before it happened. Let's like, talk about like, what happened then. Let's let's get back on track. The, the two goals, extremely soft goals to give away. And in the, in the, I know that's a bit of an understatement. You know. So uh, are you ready for bed? 
That's what uh, I wrote. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I was just listening. To be fair, I'm listening to some good <laughs> good analysis from the two other guys and quite enjoying it. So I'm um, quite happy to, to listen and um, come back in when I'm ready. Silence, Tim. What have we done? Yeah, you're done. Then talk about the first two goals. Yeah, well, um, my view was on the first one. I think, um, and I think it just probably comes back a little bit to the point that, I, that, that the guys were talking about then, which is in relation to not having the, the right people in the, in those central midfield positions. Um, I, fe- I felt that Carey let his man go a little bit too easily. Um, and uh, allowed him to, um, you know, I might be being overly critical, but I thought he he was with him, wasn't he? And then he didn't track him. Wasn't closed uh, down, he, though, by the defence. No, well, he got in the front face of, on that third goal as well. He got in he front just, of Dougal. He, he did what a good attacking player does, didn't he? And he got in front of Dougal and made it very, very difficult for Dougal to, to get a challenge in on him. You know, he's, he's he's got himself in front. And to be fair, you know, we've spoken about, you know, um, uh, I think Carey can be quite good at this when he when he's when he's playing of actually just making sure that he he gets you know he puts he puts himself in front of the defender and it get, creates a very very difficult situation for the defender. Do I put a foot in, bring him down, get yellowed, or if I'm really unfortunate, redded? Maybe give a penalty wave if it's in the area or most certainly a very dangerous free kick, or or do you let it ride and? Um, Dougal didn't feel he could put the tackle in, and then the lads, you know, hit. To be fair, quite a decent left-footed shot that's um, that's plonked itself in the corner of the net. I don't think with that one really that uh, Grimmy could have done too much about it. Uh, but it was incredibly frustrating. Obviously, um, I, f- I realise when it's lighting out to be the South End because I actually saw a few goals last night behind our goal. Um, um, being with Andy, I did and, tell uh, you that. I did tell and Sharpie you. And, and, and everybody else. So you were um, there, Andy, wasn't it? You were there. I, sucking honestly, that ball in. Yeah. <laughs> I told him. I told him before that when it was nil nil, I said, "I hope you're ready for this because there's going to be goals at this end. Blackpool only score at, at our end and blow me down." Yeah, and I think I think then we move on to the second where we've we've got to say that Grimmy didn't exactly cover himself with glory, did he? Because the shot it was a fairly tame shot at him. Whether he was expecting something. Uh, something more significant, uh, and he, he, you know, he, he arguably should have held it, or most certainly pushed it away from the goal. But he sort of fumbled it, and uh, and the follow-up strike found the back of the net. There's no one else following, goal, him, which annoyed me. Uh, yeah, it's quite an easily contested header that they just won. Quite easy. what's that weird noise? And I've been hearing it for about five minutes. I don't know what it is. I think, do you remember the other no, do you remember the other week I made a joke about there being a fly in the room and John being able to pick it up? Well, I've actually got some sort of wasp or something flying around. That's it. It's real loud, though. Know. Is it like, is it flying around with an amplifier tied to it? No, it's just flying around. It's, it's... it's like a... So... Oh, it's quite big, and it looks quite lethal to be honest. So I'll uh, if I disappear on mute. Oh god! I'll try and deal with it. But um, Grimmy, unpopular opinion. Grimmy isn't a very good shot stopper. That's a bit harsh, Nemo. Why me? Um, Mark GT. It sounds like a Wookiee. Yes, it does. That's the perfect <laughs> idea. I'll try and deal with it. Right, but the, the, I think I think the as well though. You know, in his only defence. His own defence with regard to it, to me, was it was from very close. It was six, seven yards out or whatever when, 
went the pitch looked very looked very slippery as well, Andy. I don't know if you noticed that. It was slipped. a wet surface, wasn't it? He, he'd already slipped and they, they nearly gifted him a goal because they, he slipped earlier on. And then he'd, he'd struggled to hold a shot further further on from that. Um, but that one was from close and, it, you know, he's he's just stuck a hand out trying to stop it, hasn't it? And it's just bobbled out to the guy. And It comes back to the point making, Andy. I think, you know, you, you, you're almost expecting a better shot at that point. And then yeah. when you get that, this, you know, it was a bit of a scuff, wasn't it? He's yeah, it probably was, yeah. not quite what he was expecting. Yeah. Um, it, but you do it's still... like surprises you because, you yeah, if, you, if you're expecting it, I don't know, Cricket analogy, I suppose, is is you're expecting the ball a bit quicker, and suddenly, it, yeah, it's, I th- there's an element of surprise because it's a bit slower than you think when it arrives. And I think like, with you know with a goalkeeper, you make a slight error, you're punished in the form of a goal going in. And I think we need to remember that the goalkeeping position is the hardest position on the pitch. You make a slight error, even, and there's a goal going in, and it gets you get nailed for it. So probably this can be a bit of. Do you remember we did, where, where did you play the other week? And I yes. started off as a keeper and moved to being a defender. And I literally couldn't be arsed with every week getting shouted at for things that, you know, the, the players in front of me make all sorts of mistakes. And then you'd go off at half time and then you'd made one mistake. And then they'd go, why did you, you know, why did you drop that one? Why did you, and you'd be like, you've made loads of mistakes, but no one ever talked about them. And then when I got to being about 12 or 13, I just thought, I can't be arsed with this anymore. I was I wasn't a particularly good goalkeeper, but I was I was probably a better goalkeeper than I was anything else. It was all right. I just couldn't be bothered with it. Now you're a beekeeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never, I it's a good job to turn the camera <laughs> off. I managed, to, I managed to bat it out, but I very nearly fell backwards over the chair of the laptop on. It would have been a, a piece of slapstick plastic. Um, That'd be next. It could almost, could almost be a partridge podcast, this, couldn't it? Would, it you know? <laughs> Be your next uh, your next book from goalkeeper to beekeeper. <laughs> My story. Well, you and David, you David Beckham is a you know. So there you go. There's there's obviously a correlation between footballers and beekeeping, isn't there? If you watch the documentary, well, he keeps bees as you do. He does. Just as just as the side in the the first half when you when you didn't think it could. Things could get any worse. <laughs> CJ. How often that? The cross. Not digging from... you out of CJ. But he's done well to win the ball at the far right corner. <laughs> he, he, he had it done really well. <laughs> really well. He's going to clear it up the line, don't you? Floats <laughs> one in perfectly to the back post for Marriott to nearly get on the end of it. No. Marriott was very good, wasn't he? Let's, yeah. let, I mean, he's he not just he didn't just score two, but I, I looked him up, and he's nearly thirty. But he's he's one oh, of them he? play, He's nearly thirty, but he's only played about hundred and fifty games. So possibly he's one of them players that never quite was because of injury. But I was, I was very impressed with him. I mean, aside from the two goals, I thought he was he was he was very good. His control and his awareness was very good. Anyway, it's not a Cods podcast, so enough of that. So did anyone did anyone think we should have made subs before half time? I was one. I'll be. Oh, I was right up there. Christian was never going to do it, but I think between forty and forty five minutes, I think Critchley got a, a little bit of the flavour from the South Stand Ultras, what he uh, should have expected. And uh, Colin 
certainly told him how he felt. Sharpie was telling him how he felt. I was telling him how I felt. Were you in the terrace or the stand or the seats? Oh, behind the goal or to the right of the goal we were. Um, on the bottom by this time, we were on the rail. Probably wouldn't have been able to have heard you from there. Though. Should, should have been in the seats, really. I think he heard everybody at half time, though, didn't he? Critchley, Critchley sort it out was the chant, yeah. wasn't it? Well, Some... and he maintains he went in the changing room and, and didn't really say too much. He just uh, had a bit of encouragement for the lads and made two changes. Uh, oh, and something happened at half time. Oh, by the way, like whoever the staff member is that was out at half time in the Puma boots, whether he's the SNC coach or whatever. Anyway, blonde haired lad, wasn't it? The blonde haired lad, yeah. So they're all warming up and whatever. And anyway, Colin was uh, advising him if he wouldn't awfully mind to uh, to go and tell Critchley to uh, sort it out, and that he was probably that Critchley. I think Colin's words were Critchley was Critchley is probably useless and to that of mine, and so the. Uh, the, the staff member concerned gave it the old uh, shush to Colin. Uh, I thought that was ill-advised. And- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I, I think that might come back to haunt him at some stage in the future. So whoever you are, Mr. Staff Member, um, like, you shouldn't have done that. That wasn't... wasn't, uh, wasn't the biggest, one of the biggest cheers of the... Well, not the first half, first half and, and, um, and the break combined was when... Uh, you saw the call being given out to uh, Dembele uh, yeah, uh, right. and, and Lavery to kill back. Run skill the game now. They were, out, tra- game they were now. out training, weren't they? They were out training on the pitch with the rest of them. But those two got beckoned over. And they, uh, well, Brun's, right. Brunskill came out fresh from his duties of telling Critchley what a lovely man he was. And uh, yes, Neil, yes, Neil, yes, Neil. And fresh from his absolute duties there. And so he ran out and uh, and like put them through the paces for a couple of minutes and then got them in um, and uh, and and then like that the, then started the uh, our hope for the future of the second half um, because Dembele was coming on. I think you you saw the cheer, didn't you, when uh, when he when he got announced that he was coming on? Mitch, so. we were. I think we were. I said to you a couple of occasions like about Dembele just some of the things he was doing in that second half was just un- it was unreal like he's falling on the ball but still coming out with it but what a massive difference he made and it, it just lifted the whole team and then what was it three minutes in and we were we were back in the game well for me for me the 
if you've got a player of that ability, and you'll, you'll remember me saying this time and time again about Bowler, if you've got a player of that ability, they're not a luxury player. They're an absolute necessity because that player not only does the things they do individually, but that player gives every other player on your team a lift in terms of belief. Because you think, you know, psychologically as a footballer, it must be really, really difficult. Sometimes I, I go to work some days thinking, I'm not sure I'm very good at my job. I'm sure we all do. I'm sure everybody does in the world. It stinks that sometimes. And I don't have to do that in front of 10, 15, 20,000 people all shouting at me, calling me crap and what have you. But if you've got a teammate that you think, you know what, it don't matter if I'm not the best footballer in the world. If I work my arse off and I win the ball and I give it to him, he can do something, he can score a goal, then that, to me, is is worth any words that you can say to the players. It's worth, that, that self-belief is worth any, I don't know, you know, bit of tactical insight that you can put in there. That's That little belief that, that one player gives them is unbelievable. And I think we just came out in that second half and every time he's been on the pitch, probably apart from when he played up front against Derby where he was in the wrong position, every time he's been on the pitch, we just look so much, so energised, so so much more, I don't know, joyful and, and happy to be there because we've got this belief that we can we can get the opposition, we can score goals. And that, that's that's what everybody wants. That's what the players want. He plays like an 80, a 1980s Brazilian, doesn't he? Is yeah. it's samba football when he's playing? And he's... I think, and just again, just picking up on a, on a comment from Darren in the um, in, in in the comments. I suppose the question to be asked is: Is he a ninety minutes player? We don't know. Um, though. We don't. Know and if he and if and if he if he isn't, why isn't he? Um, you know, is it is his physique? Is it is it um, you know his stamina? I don't know. He, he does. He, for me, he always looks brilliant when he comes off the bench. Um, but we've got to see whether we could, tra- for me, whether we can transition to being a starter who who can impact for the full ninety minutes. Because you always get the impression he either plays the first sixty or the last thirty, um, and 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 he's better than that. I mean, he's he's incredible to watch, he, and you know, he's one of those players where if he was on the opposition side, I think Nappers has said it in the comments, didn't he? You know, how the hell doesn't Dembele start? And I think. We're all thinking that, but is is there a reason? You know, is there a reason why it's why it's happening? And is he more effective when he comes on and legs are tiring and he can really go at teams? I, I don't know. Or is 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 incredible to watch? It's a privilege to see some of the stuff he does, and um, and he's got a very very sweet left foot when he gets hold of it as well. So um, it looks as though he's going to score, Tim, doesn't he? he, he you know. He, he, He's not scored last night, but he looked as though he was going to. He was looking for opportunities to score. He wasn't just laying it off and laying it on, turning, going back, going. He, he wasn't doing that. He was, he, was, he was looking for the advance all the time. Well, if you look at both our first two goals and you look quite deep in those moves, he's actually come really deep, almost into a six-type position, and he starts. He's involved in both those moves with really nice little um almost like maybe not quarterback passes because they weren't long but you know th- those kind of passes that you'd almost expect Norbert to be making the, weight, the weighted passes aren't they yeah. behind splitting the defense and, and and he pulled players around so much i mean we joked didn't we about the the, the gravity player thing we came up with once in a pod but he was almost like the definition of that and the space that opened up for Carey, who who 
who had a really, really good second half. Um, and the space that opened up for Carey, because they, they're like, hang on a minute, where's this guy going? He's over here, he's over there, he's over here, he's over there. So suddenly Carey is just sort of in his posh of the pitch going, oh, I've got loads of space. Well, there were, t- there then, were times then when he got the ball where there were three men round him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so like like you say in there, so it opens up space for all the players. Just confusion in the, the Fleetwood back line. They just didn't know what was going on. No, did they? they didn't know they were, how to play. And because he's not playing in set position, he's incredibly difficult to mark because mm. he's, he's he's like a will of a wisp and see he's here one minute, here the next minute, and you try and follow him round and you're gonna you're gonna be knackered yourself just trying to keep pace with where he's at. Um uh and that's the way to play him, he's not to give him a position, just tell him to go on and make an, an absolute menace of himself. There's one bit of control, right? And the only way I could describe it is if I threw you a tennis ball now and you caught it with your hand like that. I've almost like to explain that for the audio listeners then as if they needed a guide to what catching a ball. Oh, go ahead. This is yeah. primarily an audio pod, so where you is. go. So if I were to throw it throw you a tennis ball and you caught it with your hand, if you look down at your own hand, that's a hand. Anyway, it, the, the only way I could describe it is he took the ball with his feet like somebody catched a tennis ball with his hand. He like killed it and he like it, it held on his foot and it was like he put it down and then started playing with it i've never seen anybody do that on a football pitch so so well he's there's moments where you just go wow I've, ne- I've never seen somebody that good at what he does and i'm not saying he's the best player i've ever seen because i've seen you know there's other players you've got you wesley's and, and 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 in his own way bowler and obviously charlie in a different way and so on and so forth but there's little bits where you're like this lad's off the scale he's, he's up there with wes hulham for me i think yeah, i said yeah, that yeah. yesterday yeah. he's he's he potentially even better in some things yeah in some things and if we and how do you not play he, like, like he's, well you're playing from the start don't you you play but if it, i don't buy this like bringing him on after 60 minutes bollocks play him and if if he's attracting the defenders around him Right, that he did it brings space for the yeah, others. and Kerry's going to have that space, and he's going to keep shooting. I mean, like Kerry was brilliant in that first part of yeah. the second half because because like he was looking to take on the shots as well, and it was he has got a thump on him, hasn't he? He was minded Andy. If yeah. with Kerry, Jimmy, Jimmy, on his first goal, Jimmy it. was looking to come play me in, play me in, play me in, but he didn't. Got his goal, and and the second one. Um, he picks up the ball in a very wide area. Mm. One touch, bang! He didn't have any hesitation. He knew what he was going to do. Oh, what a strike Straight that was! To the far corner. Yeah, I so, think the first one we got probably a touch lucky with a deflection. Yeah, but you're only going to get deflections if if you shoot. Yeah, don't buy it. I thought Dale did well in the build up to that as well. I think um, yeah. I think it's the first one where 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 Dale won the ball, and I think. Um, yeah. Lost his man and then and then laid it off to Carey and um, but the but what kept what the one thing Carey can do is whether he always scores is another matter is he's got a good shot on him and mm. uh, and he is a goal scoring midfielder I don't know how but that's his three or four this season but he's at the crossbar he's had various other 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 um other shots as well so he will he will always shoot and he, he, I was pleased for him to see him um, you know that's three in two games so that's him dropped for Saturday. It was great to see on t- when you see back on TV as well with all the limbs going behind yeah. the hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's like proper old school, isn't it? You know, it's um, it takes you back to the uh, the eighties and stuff when you used to see that all the time. Can I say something unfashionable? Which is, 
a certain credit to Critchley for the change because I honestly thought he was going to take off Carey and put on Dembele and then maybe put on Morgan and keep the structure. And I think there's a certain credit for Critchley for saying, I'll chuck on Dembele, but I'll leave on Carey because I think the... There were a few people in the south in 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 the uh, terrace who were quite keen to to see see the end of Carey at half time, and I think there's a certain credit for him for putting two. And, and this is this goes right back to the Jekyll and Hyde thing we were talking about, and that 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 that, that I think Andy said it that we're either complete foot to the floor heavy metal football, or we're like in first gear, you know, cruising. There's no in-between. I mean, that's a very impractical midfield, is Carey and Dembele. That's not a midfield that you'd go, oh, yeah, I'll pick that. That works. We'd all go, no, that's a ridiculous idea. But actually, it worked bloody brilliantly. Well, brilliantly for about half an hour. So I think... They they were just penned in, weren't they? Yeah, they were superb. And, and, you know, the, the, the pair of them... Well, Dembele with his magic, Carey was... Carey was sort of looking like looking like he might he may genuinely might get a hat trick every time the ball came out on the edge of the box he was you know and and then he was threading it as well and playing it around the edges and and Rhodes was sort of coming deep and play and we were we were brilliant for 20 minutes absolutely brilliant i i i you know what was amazing for me like once we got the third right i mean we had that we probably had a spell of a few minutes after that but then they started to come into the game a little bit, and this is what this is what us spooked Critchley into is let's get negative here and let's get Connolly and Morgan on, right? But actually, I just thought this is great. This is great. We want them to be back in the game a little bit because we want them to come out. And once they come out, we're just going to hit one pass yeah. here, and and Dembele's going to be away again, and they're going to start giving Dembele a bit of space here, and then suddenly. Connolly takes uh, Connolly comes on and uh, and and then and Morgan come on. They're not trying to take the sting out of the game. Well, they they are trying to hold on to that point, uh, those three points. But we we weren't all sitting back or whatever. But we hadn't got the threat that we had before. Let's talk about Kerry's goal. Uh, sorry, Kerry. So Lavery's goal first before that. Andy Tim, um, good, good, right in front of me. La- yeah, Lavery when he was he was put. Up. But clear. It was Beautiful ball. Still had, right. still had Jordan. It was uh, John Rose, wasn't it? Yeah. Still had a hell of a lot to do, didn't he? Um, coming in. He always looks good coming in that left channel to me, Lavery. I think that's his forte, isn't it? When he's sort of, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying play him out wide on the left, but when he's in that left channel and, and he's able to drive forward, he looks a really, really good player. And I think before he got injured last season, that's where it was in those channels. I think we saw the, the best football that he yeah, played, yeah, yeah. and he yeah, got yeah. some good goals from that. And it, and it was it was a fantastic run. Um, it was he was direct. He was positive. He was he only had one thing on his mind, and and he finished it with a plumb, didn't he? And um, and cue wild celebration, pandemonium, absolute yeah, proper limbs on the third one. It, actually, when you watch the, the the short replay, I don't know who's doing the editing and whether they cut it out because the thing's been chucked on the pit. I don't know. Have you noticed that they cut away from the crowd really, really quickly? Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that. It annoyed and it me. And like, oh, it was almost like very amateurish the way it was done. It's probably Sean. We'll blame Sean. Sean must have been <laughs> playing with the video editor. But, um, but it, yeah, you, you wanted know, to see was, the limbs, didn't you? Yeah, you wanted to see the limbs. It gets cut yeah. to like 
Is it not because is it not because that's what goes on that short edit? Is that not what goes on YouTube or wherever? Yeah. Um, and if you they they're very keen not to present in a public face such things as paper cups, for example, being thrown at players. <laughs> Do you remember when the, you remember the ref took that took yeah. the uh, paper cup? He deliberately stomped over, did he, after their second goal and. Yeah. Made a big deal of picking up the paper cup and did he pass it to the police? As well? he did. The police, oh. like an amazing piece of evidence here is that the paper cup. <laughs> oh, David's about a will. David's about a will. Was it flares? Because the flares. Maybe. I will say one but, thing: at um, flares were down at the corners though. At Blackpool, at Blackpool, if you buy a drink on the concourse, there's no. You're not allowed to top, are you? They take the tops. You have to take your own top with you if you want one. Yeah. Right, but you're not allowed to um, uh, have a bottle from the concourse with a top on, right? To stop you launching, stop it. you th- launching it. Yeah, so you're going to be launching in an empty bottle or whatever if you want to. Um, and um, last night they were selling bottles with the tops on, so and thus they were getting a few launched. The only plastic bottles getting launched, by the way, but but that's but just shows you like. We do have four you know, minutes go, don't we? And, it, and it's yeah. It's, I don't know why. I don't. You know, it's, no, it's no one can challenge it. it. Yeah. It's, do you know what? Do you know, it took a bit of a sting out of the game as well. I think yeah. when when we were scored that third, I wanted the game going straight away yeah, because yeah. we could have got a fourth. It kind of killed a bit of momentum for me. Yeah. You know, we don't help ourselves, do we? Um, some of our some of our supporters. I mean, they they were as bad at the other end, weren't they? I mean, Grimmy got that stopped the game a couple of times. So. For Grimmy, so there was within the ground. Neither neither set of fans did themselves uh, any any good inside. We'll talk about the outside afterwards, but that's another thing. So yeah, three two up. Um, we were the team on the front foot. We looked like we were going to get a fourth, but... and then Critchley happened. Yeah, and then Critchley happened. Tim, I know you were particularly pissed off about this. I was as well, particularly when I saw Connolly coming on at left wing back. I mean, for me, that just completely shut off. The left-hand side pitch is an outlet, and the yeah, boards came to Connolly, and he just me, looked Dale, to play back Dale inside. Dale had been having a good game. Dale had been having a good yeah, game. Dale I, think, I, think some, I think somebody was, I forgot who it was now, tried said to me that they, he wondered whether um, uh, Con- uh, Critchley was concerned about the fact that the, the tall player who was playing on their right, they were launching the ball across there a bit, and whether Dale was quite big enough to deal with him. But, you know, the way the way you defend is... is to keep hold of the ball and, and Dale's of someone who keeps hold of the ball for us. So, um, yeah. It's his natural I, I, side, or is, or yeah. is it? Yeah. I would, uh, yeah. And, we, we, and then we, we're bringing it, you know. We know Connolly, we know Connolly doesn't work at left wing back. So you've got Don Thompson. If you're going to replace like flight, you go with Don Thompson there. Yeah. You don't put this, is, this is, this is my point. That's my point, right? Thompson is on the, on the bench. What, what has? A left wing what back. has? Left wing back. So he's, he's there as a left wing back. He's a specialist I, left I wing back. Connolly's covering right back and the other side right half and, and the centre half position. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we take Dale off on the left hand side and put Connolly on. It, it defies belief to me. I did, I did. So, so, so last week he thought Thompson was a better left wing back than Connolly, right? And this week, ten minutes to go, he decides to do the opposite, and which I think, I think. Matt has brought up several times about the lack of effectiveness of Connolly at left wing back. 
certainly. If you're going to do anything in that situation, Carey was tiring, wasn't he? Carey was tiring. He should have been taken off. He was. He put an absolute shift in. He was knackered. But but the, but if you if you're going to be Conley or want to put Conley in at centre back, yeah, and put and put Obi at left back, who is yeah. a left back, yeah, and and have, and then and and can convert to a four rather than a three, that would yeah. make more logical sense. That is, if you want to shore up the back, do that and give Ed Pateta some cover and play, yeah. you know, and and get your left get a left back playing well, left back. Do, do I think that's a really good shout in. Do whatever, keep a five. Shift to four, do whatever, but put Hobby out to that side. Yeah. So Hobby actually is fine going forward as well. He's all yeah. right going forward. Yeah. You know, he, he certainly is. Got a few assists. Yeah, he can play anywhere. He can play anywhere, Mitch. He can play anywhere across the 11. Well, he's a total footballer. I think that's a really good shout. I hadn't thought of that, but definitely Carey was tiring. And look, you know, Carey has, has, has taken Gary's mantle of, of I will defend him to the death. But I thought. You know, whatever it was, 80, 85 minutes, he was just looking. He was blaggy. Oh, and, yeah, and he and he he played brilliantly for me in 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 that second half. And he and he was, you know, for for all the, I think the sometimes fair points that he sometimes looks not certain of what he's doing on the pitch. He looks absolutely certain of what he's doing on the pitch, and he was, you know, chasing into corners. And he, do you remember the one where he sort of launched the kind of flying slide tackle in the corner and you know and, and it was it was great to see him really playing like so, I think central and, midfield is a very yeah. hard position it's hard yeah. on you physically and, so it's the natural and the sub and I just thought right oh yeah this will be this will be sunny and well, I'm not sure and then it just I just thought what why is he doing that I didn't get it at all I, did, I just didn't get it having said that you know <sighs> Conley didn't really do anything wrong. I feel like we're all going, oh no, Conley came on. No, it wasn't It wasn't that, Matt. It was the lack of impetus it gave us going forward. That was what he was. pointed out that Conley himself didn't actually do anything wrong. In case Callum's watching and going, oh my God, what have you got against me? I don't think he actually put a foot wrong while he was on the pitch. I totally take the point that he takes away the left flank and all that. I think that's, that's, that's totally fair. But then it came round to the 89th minute or 90th minute, didn't it? And uh, we're going forward. <laughs> we were trying to attack, and to be fair. We were, we were. And and Kerry's, Kerry's tired face pass. With, it was a tired pass from Kerry. It, 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 it was, John. It was. And the thing about Kerry's, he, he only passes it sideways and he never takes a risk. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, I mean, Dembele was through. If he threads that through, he's yeah. he's through, what? right? But he he played it. He, it was a tired pass, and he played it too close to the defender. The defender in, intercepts, sorry, and then plays Marriott, and then he's not closed down yeah. by Ekpeteta and Pennington. It's all three of them. If you look, yeah, just, you're, you're, it was like it was like they were saying. It was like they were saying, "Go on, then. You're not going to score from it. You're not going to score from it. Happy for you to shoot from there." Go on then, right straight in the. That was a great shot, though, wasn't it? It was a great shot. Yeah, yeah. It was like they were encouraging him to shoot. Like for God's sake. Do you want to have a look at the? Do you want to have a look at the momentum graph? Have a look at that. That's the second half. Look at that second half. That look. That tiny little. That tiny little upward graph. That's it. Is that Napa? Is that Nappers in the middle? That little pinprick at the end was the goal. But that that Jeez. that shows you how much we dominated that second half, and it's it was sickening. 
Well, you mentioned the penalty shout, didn't you, as well? Um, I can't remember exactly when that was. We've still game. got to come to that. Yeah, that was that was in the injury time. Yeah, it was, it was, it was about six, seven well, minutes in during injury time. Yeah, there was we had we had about three appeals, didn't we? All to all together. And the thing it, is, when uh, you're actually down right by the pitch, you can really hear the balls hit the hand as well, can't you? Yeah, it looked that that Hennigan one looked like it at the time, and then when I've watched it back, it looks. Nailed on. Basically, nailed on. Drives and stops the ball. His arms and were in an unnatural position, outstretched. They weren't by the body. The referee the did shot. look as though he'd seen it, and he was, he was looking right at it. Right. I think I think he bottled it, Andy. I think yeah, he bottled I think it. Right. I think you're right. I think he did see it. He bottled it. He didn't want to see any more coins on the pitch or whatever. It, I honestly, I think was, I think you're right. I thought he was behind play quite a lot because he wasn't that. He was, seemed quite youngish for well may not youngish but he didn't seem like one of them sort of quite clapped out refs you sometimes see that can't keep up but looked a bit like you Mitch actually didn't he well yeah so you know youngish handsome type (laughs) (laughs) streamlined aerodynamic aerodynamic just purely by choice he's gone for a shaped head Um, (laughs) and then but there were a few calls he made where he just seemed to be a long way away from it and he just wouldn't book any of their players. He booked a couple of ours for very small things and then there was one in the corner, we, I can't remember who he was, one of our lads got absolutely clattered and he just sort of walked over and had a little chat with Fleetwood player and said, would you be kindly not kick players up in the air, thanks. And then he booked Connolly for a bit of a shirt tug in the, in the corner, didn't he? And he was... Um, and I really thought with that that one, I, I thought he was onside, he was behind it, and I think you're right as well. He thought, well, if I've not seen it, you know, I I I'll probably better, you know, better get out of here in one piece. And then, then we had the effort. We had maybe, the effort. Was the, maybe it was get the tramo. Then the then the one that went across yeah. the line. Pennington, twice. yeah, twice. That it was a really good save the first one, and then Pennington followed up and stabbed off the line. I mean, From our viewpoint, though, Mitch, you couldn't really see anything. No, like, no, no, you, you can't see anything. Any, you're leaning over, yeah. and Eddie said to me, "I didn't see any of the goals, even though I saw the ball like going there." Eddie wanted to go home at half time as well. Yeah, he did. To be fair, John, that that stands pretty good for the Northwest Counties. To be honest, <laughs> I enjoyed that stand. I've got to say, but Eddie Eddie's eyes were shining though. I mean, we went three two up because I yeah. said, to me, "Glad you come now," and he was like, his eyes were just like, it was brilliant to see. It reminded me of if you went back to the old eighties games that when you went to like Rochdale away or or Wigan Colchester. Colchester, it reminds me of their terrace behind the goal, like about four steps. And the and the and the best ever was Crew because when people were stood up yeah, on the railings, you literally couldn't see the pitch. So I remember going there on New Year's Day. We won two 0 when Paul Stewart was playing, and 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 and, and all the lads were hanging off the what was then the barriers that kept you off the pitch. And you literally couldn't see the what couldn't see the game at all. I got a chance because it was the, there was no proper terrace, so uh, yeah, it reminded me very much of that. But in in a in a in a, in a what I would call a, a fairly nostalgic way, I quite enjoyed it. So a quick look at match stats then, um, just to do the one. So we're not all on there. Oh well, I need to readjust my. Uh... Is that one for if you've got? <laughs> well, I don't think. Yes, okay. <laughs> you'll have to move over, Andy. But the key thing I wanted to point it's out the best there part was, of the broadcast meeting. Uh, uh, 
30 shots, seven on target. Um, I thought the XG might be higher, actually, 1.43. I think maybe the fact that it was the first half was so shit has dragged that down a bit. But why can't we play like that second half, well, for the first like, 35 minutes for every game? Is that that's is that just for the second half? Is that for the whole game? That's the whole game. That's the whole, But if you look at that, if you look at those stats, you should be winning, shouldn't you? You should be winning a game when you've had 30 shots at goal. And I think half of them were carries as well. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you, John. Carey had five shots, three on targets. Lavery had seven shots. He was our highest shot maker. Um, and Rhodes had six. And actually, none of Rhodes are on target, I don't think, or only Wallow Rhodes was on target. He was a bit, a bit, um, not quite his usual clinical self. So it is a drought now. Two games is a drought. It's my fault because I said something about, um, somebody said he's a goal machine and I said, oh, I'm not sure he's quite Gary Medine level. And they said, yeah, well, he needs to he needs to not score for about eight games. And I said, well, that would be ideal because, you know, it's all it's all a bit unsubtle for me, all this just scoring. That's, that's, that's really too unsubtle for a goal machine. So maybe I've cursed him. <laughs> Hope not. For God's sake, we need him. Yeah. It, but his all-round play was great last night. Like we said, didn't we, when we were watching, you know, he, he brought, for a player again, that he that we said, yeah, we'll just score goals. He actually brought loads to the team last night, and, and even though he didn't score. So, you know. Let's move on to player ratings and quickly. We're on an hour and a half. Can you, um, can you just quickly say, mm-hmm. like, because I don't want to say too much about it because it'll be under investigation, but, like, Whoever the idiots were who threw in bricks at the tram afterwards when everyone came out need a head looking at really seriously. That that isn't what it isn't good. It shouldn't be able um we shouldn't uh, idiots like that shouldn't be condoning any action that they make. So, smashing up their own trap smashing up their own transit system as well. Absolute idiot joke. But anyway, um you know, if that's, uh, apparently, if apparently that's the police seen. were were noticeable by their absence. Well, what a surprise! Uh, what, what, a surprise. Be, what would be the flashpoint, isn't it? Where exactly, people yeah. trams home is where there should be a big police presence. Just like when Preston were going to Blackpool South, a couple of sick eighteen months, and they ago, didn't police a train station. Yeah. They didn't police Waterloo Road and the and the train station. Everyone, every man and his dog looked at that uh, map and said the flashpoint will be Waterloo Road. And the train station, Blackpool South. And, and, I did tell last night the flashpoint is going to be mass, where the flashpoint was the tram station. Yeah, Stanley Stanley Road tram station, uh, tram stop. That was going to be the flashpoint. Surely, to God, put some police there. No, and and that's there was that enough. Is, there was enough of them there as well, wasn't there? Yeah, there's rocket up in all the vans. Absolutely, brain dead policing. I'm sorry to say, I, you know, you don't want to cane them all the time, but. Like that was brain dead policing last night, and there was there was loads there. There was, there was loads more than enough. Well, there? there was kids, women, yeah, 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 children. Yeah. Uh, you want that? You're not just getting it. You know, some of the lads that might want to go or whatever. It was it was families on that tram. And, did, did, and did, like, did the Brit has come through when the tra- when the tram was stationary then, or when it was on the move? I don't. No, know. no, no. When it's stationary, from what I understand. Well, okay. There's got no excuse then, have they? If it's on the move, then fair enough. Like, what are you going to do? But if it's stationary at a stop, well, we we should, took police should we, be there. we sort of took a wrong turning and then had to turn back onto that road that goes up to the side of the train tracks, uh, up the side of the tram tracks, 
and obviously there was then blue lights there. Well, shock horror that they 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 suddenly jumped to it after the event, and like so many times, the policing like is so obviously inept, and they they need sorting out. So the police, the police in Critchley, have got a meeting tomorrow morning to decide who's the most inept. <laughs> And then we'll see Tash and Oakley Boodle starting to the With his agent, Tyrese John Jules. <laughs> have the police have the police made any statement about it? Yeah, they have to say they're investigating. Yeah, they said they're investigating lots of incidents of last night, including the tram. Okay. Right. So in other words But they do they do need to look at their own performance, don't ridiculous. they? Because it is yeah. the the one place you needed you needed a good police presence was there. More well, on, on, literally, we walked out the ground on Saturday and had to get a wiggle on getting out straight away. So we didn't stay for uh, um, Critchley's fist pumps the, the, for the 4-2 loss, right? We, 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 we got straight out. So we came out and we were just by the old casino, by the arcade club. Right, and the away fans started to come round, and we're having to tell the police, "Yeah, just let them go, let them go to the Armfield Club, and and let's let's have a load of trouble again." Like for God's sake, someone sort it out. It needs sorting out. They just, it's just honestly, it's that they were there. Peter were there on Illuminations weekend, right? Everyone knows that they're going to bring a few and. There's going to be a few idiots around that have been on the ale all day, and then you're going to you're going to throw them straight onto Bloomfield Road, straight into a load of Blackpool fans, and think that's all right. But we can't use the north north uh, east gate. You can't use the north gate because because we might cause the trouble, mm-hmm. right? It's always Blackpool fans that cop for it week in week out. The 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 Peterborough fans on Saturday were pretty rank, right down by the ultras end, right and like we were on the on the south end, they were pretty appalling. The 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 Peterborough, and not one person did anything. Like you got guys going on kicking the ball over the stand and stuff like that, and no one even talks to them. Just run back to the seat. If a Blackpool fan did that, we'd be lobbed out. And that's how it feels. It's 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 all about us being the naughty boys and things like that. And and to hell with anybody else. They can do what they want, and it 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 needs sorting out. And, and anyway, that's my piece said. So it uh, so in should we do police ratings as well? Police ratings. ratings, pretty shite last night. <laughs> to do a manager rating, I know that. <laughs> should we do player ratings? Have we got a time? Yeah, yeah go quickly, quickly, run it, run, run through. Right, go on then. Um, let's start with you've had a rant, Andy. So let's start with you, Tim. Let's get the graphic up. You can have Grimmy. Yeah, not 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 his finest performance was it? As we discussed last night, um, it, it wasn't overly all. I'm not having the the, the second one. I think he should have done better. Uh, six. Andy Pennington, six point six on the fat mob rating. Um, Too slow for me in closing down. Definitely, Marriott. I think so, some of the stuff that he does good, um, but like six minus. Big Marv, Mitch, uh, funny, you actually said to me, I was thinking, <laughs> the conversation was saying, when people think Marv's great, but it's always like when he's covering for his own cock-ups, and he nearly did exactly, this, well, he did exactly that in the 
second half, didn't he? Made a horrendous mistake, but got himself out of jail. He did, and he did. He did okay. Um, he did okay. I don't think he did any particularly worse than anybody else in 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 that back line. I don't remember being particularly culpable for any of the goals individually. Um, he did okay. Six six. That's what I was thinking. Bobby Tim, magnificent as ever. Yeah, I think he was most certainly the pick of the uh, the back line, wasn't he? Um, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think we can speak too highly about the way he's played this season. Obviously, ex cod himself going right back, wasn't he? Um, he got uh, he got a big nan sent off, did he? And whacked yeah. about it after he got body slammed to the floor by Nanjolo. Uh Hey, laughing at us and giving us the thumbs up. <laughs> eight, eight. I'm going for. Love how we've just begun these players with the interaction with the crowd. Somebody's going to stop it. And now we're going out. He's playing the way he keeps playing the crowd shit, isn't he? That's McKenzie. I'll be at a poor first half. Well, do you think they all did, Dallas, to be fair? Um, CJ Hamilton, Andy, gets an 8.2 there. I think that's a bit generous, personally. Yeah, I'd say, I, I think so. I Like, it's the... the, the Struggle I I had last night was he had the beating of the fullback, but I don't think we gave him that many options either. Do you remember the um, chop? Do you remember the chop? He's he trying did? to cut it back to be fair, isn't he? Do you remember the Ronaldo no, chop just... he did? Yeah, you, like the Ronaldo <laughs> chop on the cross. That's yeah. my abiding memories from last night. I, mean, I, he, he, I, I like I can't even knock him down for his cross into our box. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a plus point because it was a great cross. It was a great cross. Unfortunately, yeah. in the wrong area. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I think I think look, he did okay, but um, I've, I've I've seen him do better. Seven plus. I'm going to engineer this. Tip and go gets hopefully booth. Um, no, maybe not. Mitch or more balance, so you could have hopefully booth. Yeah. Um, oof. he's got a very good passing um, statistics 94.6 accurate passes or something very very good because he yeah, passed it to you look I've, I've already said what I think I, that I, I really struggled to see what he actually added to our team um, so oof. was he directly responsible for any of the goals did he score an own goal did he punch somebody on his own team no so I suppose I can't go too low Oh, I mean, we don't normally go that low. <laughs> I think you have to. Four minus. What's everyone's thinking? I'm four. thinking four. Three. I'm thinking three, four. Three I, I would have given him a four, to be honest. What are you thinking, Tim? You'd have to uh, do something. Crap. Let's do an aggregate. I was looking slightly lower. What were you thinking, Tim? Three. Yeah, I, I'd go. That, I'd on go. that basis, then, well, Mitch was minus. thinking three, but thought I can't really justify going that low. Four minus. Four <laughs> Three plus is whatever. That's that's the worst. That's the worst we've given all season, and there's a reason for that. Bailing out of a challenge was minus six points. Yeah, yeah. Sir Kenneth of Dougal, Tim. Um, I thought he was um, the best of our a bad bunch in the first half, and um, and and continued to play pretty well in the second. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was his best game, but. He's, he's, he's proving incredibly consistent this season. Um, and, you know, probably maybe League One's his level. You know, he's a very, very good player this level, A+. plus. Okay, Sonny Carey. Sonny all-action Carey, Andy. Um, 
Has he has given he him a load of credit up? for two goals, a load of credit for two goals, and and influence in the play going forward? I have to mark him down for the wayward pass that led to their third goal. Um, oh come on! That it wasn't a wayward pass; it was an attempted shit. through. You're playing the manager, it, not taking him off. It, it was. It was. Oh, it just on. wasn't. It was his ball. Yes, well, but, and he was tired. It, it was, but it wasn't you, like passing got, it across your own box or no, across but your own. Like you've you've got you've got to mark him down for that. He, he has to be. But on the main, it was it was good last night, and uh, you've probably seen certainly going forward. You saw the best of him last night. So I will give him an eight plus. Just going back as well, something sinister's made the point. Do you notice how Kenny, ultra professional, made sure he got booked um, with a really, with a really, just so he misses Bromley and doesn't miss a league game. Mm-hmm. So he's um, he's uh, he's he's going to miss it, miss uh, miss Saturday, but but believe uh, so. Tactical booking. So I've cancelled my I've cancelled my hotel for Wembley on the back of that. Well, for the FA Cup final you're talking about. Correct, yeah. Oh, it's the FA yeah. Cup semi-final now. Oh, yeah, I'd have gone, I'd have gone for both. <laughs> Bloody Dougal, uh, missing out of Romley, eh? Uh, um, where were we? Who's to, Owen Dale, who's up next? I've lost my train of thought. I think he's been... Yeah, Dale's yeah, yeah. Do you know, um, Mitch, just as a quick, quick aside, doesn't it feel weird when you hear people shouting, go on, Owen? <laughs> it doesn't. I refuse to say it. It's like, go on, Owen. <laughs> it's got to be Dale for me. He was good, though, wasn't he? He, he probably alongside Dougal first half. He was the one bit of endeavour. He was, he, you know, he was trying. He was, he was picking the ball up. He's running inside. He was trying going outside. He was putting. I, I just thought, yeah, I thought he did okay first half as well. And I think generally had a had a decent game for me again. Um, so, um, if Carey's an 8.5, then Dale is... Excuse me. Sorry. What is this? Madness you are speaking. <laughs> oh, Yellow God. card. This is for me. Two strikes. Third one. I get banished to the other podcast. Um, <laughs> he is a 8 minus. Thought he had a good game. Yeah. Agree with that. You could have Jordan Rhodes, Tim. An assist for uh, Lavery's goal, wasn't it? Hit the bar. Yeah, and, and and you know, yeah, I don't I think you always get value for money with, with, with Jordan. You know, yes, he hasn't scored the last two games, but you know, he's he's played his part, he's set up uh, what should have been the winning goal and um and and was you know, generally busy. Um seven plus. That's fair. Um Killian Anonymous, Kwasi, Andy. Not his best game for us by uh, a long stretch and um, just uh, wasn't wrong game. game. At all, was it? Wrong game against against them, five. I think we've had two subs coming on at half-time. I think it's only fair to rate them. So, yeah. Mitch, you can start with uh, Karamoko Dambele. What yeah, a difference. I mean, what a I've player. Done, yeah, I've done the monologue, haven't I? Um, fantastic. And... Um, and probably I'm going to... I feel like giving him a nine. Cause it just, like, oh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I was thinking nine plus. Yeah, I think nine cause, because I don't know whether he personally made an incisive contribution such as an incredible assist or goal 
but he's all round stuff. I don't, that's I've just made up that rule that that's that. But I'd, I'd go with nine. It was just what came to head. Nine plus, I wouldn't argue too much. But nine, I'm going to go go. For, I'm just waffling now. He was very good. <laughs> no Dembele, no If David Coleman wants a nine plus, I'll give him a nine plus because David he's, Coleman is a gentleman. He's a nice chap, isn't he? He's a lovely man. <laughs> And David, yes, this is a record. One hour, 52 minutes. And Tim's not talked that much. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I've, been, I've been quite enjoying doing the listening tonight, actually. We haven't even had a fielding monologue, have we? No, no. No rant tonight. You might have got one last night. I've been bubbling mine up all day. A gripe. Yeah. gripe. Love it. <laughs> More of those on the way. Gricey gripe, a Mitch monologue. A fielding... Fat one. Come on, Tim. Fill in the blanks. Faux pas. Right, Tim, you can have Shane Lowry again, another player that made a huge difference. Yeah, I told you. He, he brought energy. Um, you listen, I, I, I'm Kwasi's, I like Kwasi, but it wasn't his game last night. Um, I thought Shane was superb when he came on. Energy, drive, um, positivity. Um, I'm going to go a nine with him as well. Yeah, he had that. He had that. He, had, he deserved it. Well, and listen, I've criticised him a couple of times, but I thought he's everything I want from him last night. It's fantastic. And one more thing for Rhodes is Lavery and Rhodes played together last night, and we've said on here before, Lavery is he's never quite struck a partnership up with anyone, and those two look. And that's another thing for me of Rhodes is he just looks like he can play with almost anybody. You know, he 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 will. He's just so clever the way he moves, the way he watches, the way he reads and processes the play that he actually, you know, with Kowasi, he's had some great games with Kowasi, but with Lavery, he just sort of weighs him up. What's he? And I, I think, I think he's, I think he's absolutely top class in that respect. I think Labs, Labs can really benefit from playing with Rhodes because I think if Labs can finally click with somebody else, I still think there's quite a few goals in Labs this season. It better be at my fifty to one. <laughs> Just need to, need a couple of hat tricks very quick. Uh, we are Tim. We are going to do a manager rating. I think everyone's chomping at the bit for this manager rating. Andy, where you go? Oh, don't get me started. Jesus Christ! <sighs> Let's have a little comment like, and a score. Like it's not going to be a little comment. Well, the end was my first word. Let's have a gricey gripe. Like like Critchley. Listen up. You need to sort yourself out, fella. This is it's not good enough and it's not good enough for the manager. And it started from the um um the team that he started with. It it wasn't good, it was Saturday, it wasn't good today. So like like I'll drive him all the way to a three. And it like he made the subs at half time, but I I'm, in all seriousness fellas like any of us could have stood there at half time and made those changes any of us like so I don't obvious, think they? They were so obvious. It, it was it was right and I, and, and like I stand by my comments before right Critchley needs to get rid of one of his yes men and get somebody in I don't he, think Runskill's a yes man I think Runskill just shrugs and goes I don't know well it's, it, it's Maybe they need to borrow you TC's know, iPad. Garrity's, Garrity's, <laughs> is, Garrity's his right-hand man, really, isn't he? Brunskill came in after McCall left and and stuff. But we were we Critchley looked a better fit with uh, Calderwood or, or McCall mm-hmm. there. 
and like it needs sorting out. And whoever's there at the club, if they if they bother to listen to this and or whatever, I'm sure they they probably don't. But I sort it out because Critchley Critchley needs somebody who's going to think. I mean, all all of us could have looked at that team before he picked it on Saturday and uh, last night and and told him what was going to happen. It's like right. it's a little bit like um, if if you and, and you go into this when you talk about boardrooms and when Carl used to say we've got a great boardroom because we do everything I say and nobody else just agrees with me. True, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and and but, but but a strong boardroom isn't one where everybody agrees. A strong boardroom. I've been I've been in boardroom. A strong boardroom is where people challenge decisions and make sure it's the right one. So if, if somebody comes into our boardroom and says, what well, to do this? I might think it's a good idea, but I'll do the devil's advocate and say, but what about this? What about that? And that's what Critchley needs. Critchley needs, for me, and we've had this before, Critchley needs someone who played, who's played football at a decent level, which he hasn't, who he actually respects the opinion of. And I think where we've since he's had somebody in there whose opinion he respects, it might make him modify some of his selections or modify some of his thought processes rather than somebody who's just going to do the Phil Neal to Graham Taylor and go, yes, boss, that's a great idea, boss. You don't want that. You want somebody to say, well, what about this? What about that? Have you thought about that? That's what you want. And I don't get the impression he's getting that. He might be, but it doesn't come across that way. And and that's what we're missing. That is that for me is the golden nugget of where the what will decide where we are this season. If we're gonna go anywhere, we need somebody who's not gonna go, Yes, boss. Um and, and if it's one of the existing staff grave, it's not somebody's gonna say, Yeah, but what about? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about the fact that when we tried that last time it didn't work? And maybe see something different in the opposition as well. Like this player might be able to stop that, or what? Where, he just needs to concentrate on our game and stop worrying about the opposition Absolutely. all the time. Come play to our strengths. Let them worry about us. We've got some great players. Play to our strengths. Let them worry about us. So then, my score, having had my little mini monologue uh, rant, is I'm going to go four. It was two for the first half. I'll be honest. But he does get a couple of brownie points back for doing the obvious, but doing the obvious at half time and not leaving it to the 60th minute, which is what I was expecting. Um, but then he sort of like loses a bit again for like what he did at the end. So I think I'm, I've been generous, slightly more generous than Andy, but it's a four, unfortunately. And I think that's that's a pattern over the last few games that I'm not happy with. And um, and, and it's got to change, Coxley. I'll be very slightly more measured because I, I I wasn't at Peterborough, so I was had the job. Whatever you experienced at Peterborough was three times better than Queens of the South versus Cove Rangers, which really is a really is a standard of football that you should go and watch and then come back and watch the League One game because it looks like makes League One look like I don't know Premier League football. Anyway, first half totally agree, dreadful selection poor. I think, like I said before, I think he didn't do just the obvious at halftime. I think, actually, he deserves credit for leaving the two sort of creative forward-thinking midfielders on. So, and I think you can maybe overstate a little bit the end of the game. Were we running out of legs? Were we tired? Did he quite have the options? I don't know. There's the... 
you can always make the wrong substitution. And and if Carey's pass is a yard wide, Dembele gets in, scores, 4-2, tactical masterclass, we all go home and go, wow, he pulled that one out of the bag, it's fantastic. Such a fine margins. So after saying I'm going to be more measured, I'm going to agree with Tim and give him a four. <laughs> no voice of reason tonight. Where's Nick Smith when you need him? Bad back. Yeah. And all these like extra strength painkillers. He, he may become like a completely opposite as he is normally and come out come out all guns blazing, slating everybody. <laughs> he's not been the same since his uh, flock of seagulls quiff seems to have gone I've not seen that often enough recently. We need Nick to come on and drop a, a, a Napa style C bomb, don't we? <laughs> oh, that was part of Seaside's podcast history, that. Um, are we going to do a quick man of the match before we head off? Dembele. Dembele gets mad. Yeah, Dembele for me. Bringing for his uh, spectacular half. You could argue. Carey's got could a brace. Could argue, could argue Carey, but I think Dembele was so good in that second half. He, he for the time Change. on on the pitch, game time changer, pitch. game changer. You could like I wouldn't have any any issue if you pick Carey, but there you go. I want to pick Carey, but it doesn't matter because it's three one in it, so it's Dembele. I think it probably, I think it probably is Dembele, really. But I think for the minutes he was on the pitch. The minutes, the impact. Not, minutes. Can we, impact can we have? Can we have the? Uh, can we have the proper team we're playing on Saturday? <laughs> you see, he took that away quite quickly. I think he probably did, realised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've got Burton at home uh, away. No, sorry, haven't. no, we haven't. Not Burton. Oh, Bromley, no. Bromley, away. Don't ask us. I was using an old banner. I was using an old banner and just. <laughs> Dab, did you spot it? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's, like, he's like the son of Carey. He's played too long. He should have been hooked after an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, that was my that was my tired pass. Yeah, there you <laughs> he's go. He's not ready for the twelve minutes of stoppage time, right? Well, I've got I, I've got a hat in my kitchen somewhere with twenty four balls in. Right, so if anyone wants to have a go at picking the team, we'll go and pick it out of our because that's as um, I assume this is what's happening on Saturday. Because like I see nothing here. I see nothing for us here. Oakley Boots gonna be Oakley Boots gonna have the pitch. captain's armband, Andy. Plastic pitch. Well yeah, they're about to sum it up that. Right. Plastic pitch On against TV. a team who are flying in their league at the minute, right? Where we probably need to put our best team out and we won't and I see I nothing think we for might us. Get so. Close to doing it, I think. Close to doing <laughs> what, Tim? Close to doing what? Close, close to, to doing close, what? Strong. I think he'll play a stronger team than we think he's going to play. It'll be the reverse. It, Whatever it is with Critchley, it'll be the reverse of what you think. There's a few players floating around that need a game, like, say, Jensen Weir. And it'd Lions. be obvious to... Yeah, Lions, Weir. There's, there's a few that have maybe got a point to prove or need a game. Lions... Beasley will play. Tomo and, yeah, Jay Beasley. That'll be... The, the nation's TV audience will be in for a treat with uh, Super Jake Beasley up front. Um, so, yeah, I think that... I mean, are we are we picking the team or not? Are we just... No, no. Uh, we're just, just please, no. Cause we're, just, we're just looking at this team form of Bromley of winning their last four games on the bounce and being third from top of the National League. 
and that, that the national league's better than a lot of league two. Yeah. You know, they would is, be yeah. in the top of league two if they were. So it's a banana skin for us. It isn't is. It? It's got it's an no absolute banana features skin. whatsoever. It's too far away to go. It's on a plastic pitch. It's against a team who are quite good. We really need to rest all the players, but we can't afford to if you want to get through. There you go. Saying that, the, Tim, we, national, we haven't got a game next midweek, have we? The National League has lost Stockport, Wrexham, and Notts County. Who were the real? They were the real sort of power and money in it. I don't know if that that assumption that they'd be at the top of League Two quite holds the same as it did. I don't know. I'm trying to cheer myself up now because I now don't want to watch on Saturday. That Rochdale and Oldham seems weird to see them in there, doesn't it? Mm. National Manchester Field. Yeah, yeah. Hartlepool, South End. Yeah, but let's let's make no mistake. This is a hard game. This. Oh, it is a hard game. Yeah. I, I think the plastic no is the biggest is the biggest factor because as well, we don't train on we don't train on one day to day, do we? No, but the like, other thing, a lot, is, a lot of teams, a lot of teams have a plastic pitch at the training ground yeah, that they yeah, but the, train those on all the time. A vintage will remember when the Nobbers had a plastic pitch, oh Oldham had a God. plastic pitch, Lewin had one. They were what like concrete, huge, weren't they? What a huge advantage it was. I mean, yeah, but you played on Preston a few times. It's horrible, but if you're playing it every single week, you adapt to it a lot better than if you just played yeah. it in a once and. I know the the pictures have come on a bit since then, but notwithstanding that, it is still a huge difference. Even at grassroots, Tim, when I take my team on a 3G pitch, it's completely different, the game. The ball travels faster. There's so many different variables in the game. So, yeah. It's it's a huge, huge advantage to them. It's not as though he's he's had the time to prepare for it, is it either? Like, I mean, even if we had a game Tuesday, it would have been... Had him off Wednesday and then um, probably trained on a plastic pitch Thursday, Friday, or whatever, right? But it's not as though he's got that chance. Of, and it's a decent travel for us as well, isn't it? Mm. So they'll be tra- they'll travel tomorrow, won't they? So it's what we're thinking then. So do um, do one massive Edel score. It'll be fine. I go for one nil win. I'm going for two one defeat and out of the cup. I think we'll lose three one. God, I, I, I can't we'll... believe I'm the most positive. Well, I think we'll win 10 nil. <laughs> I'm sincerely hoping. If you notice before Peterborough, I said 4 nil, but I never said 0-2. <laughs> but like, in, like, I sincerely hope we win. And I'm not, I'm not one of those that that is. I'm not bothered. At, you know, if you talk to a few fans, they'll say I'm not bothered about the cup. Get out of the cup, and we're not bothered about the cup. Just concentrate on the league. I'm not in that camp. I think it's really uh, important to us that we gain any extra cash we can. Uh, and if we if we can get a big game in the third or fourth round, um... <laughs> we'll go three dot. Then Critch will make yeah, some. We'll lose five three. Yeah. But like, if we if we you know if we get through, we can make some cash, and and you know that could go towards a bit more towards our budget for next year or whatever it would be. But when the cash no. will win the cup, it'll be fine. All the way to Wembley. We'll go to Wembley like three times this year, couldn't we? Yeah. Four times. Four times when we win the FA Cup, win the win win the EFL Cup and uh play no, we're playoffs. out of that. We're out of that. We got hammered at oh, oh the EFL Cup, is that the trophy? That's the yeah, we're, we're alright, we're alright yeah. in that. We're still on the as well. Sorry. Right, we're just 
mumbling nonsense now, aren't yeah, we? Absolutely. Two hours, uh, new record. I think it's time to go. So um, yeah, everyone, thanks for your thanks for your input this evening, gents. Um, it's good to see Tim out talked. So uh, it's a it's a plus one from me for that. Um, just over watching this on YouTube, if you can like and subscribe to the channel, if you're not subscribed already, it would be greatly appreciated and i think we all need to recharge our batteries now and we'll be coming back after maybe next week uh, who knows but the bolton's the big one coming up and i think we'll do a preview before that so yeah thanks everybody for watching just before you head off i know you've just enjoyed what you've listened to of course you have why not consider joining our patreon supporter program for the price of a pint per month you'll get extra bonus content in return you'll get no ads on the audio pod you'll get faster releases of the audio pod you'll get it before the uh, the great and wash does and also you'll be saying thanks for these uh, brilliant podcasts and you'll be helping us pay our hosting costs our streaming software costs uh, electric, that kind of thing. So yeah, it'd be greatly appreciated if you could support us, patreon.com forward slash pod. Price of a pint per month and you also get access to our um, WhatsApp patron supporters group, which is a good laugh. We've got a nice community going on in there. And you'll also have access to uh, competitions and giveaways when they do happen. So yeah, please do consider signing up and supporting us. That URL again, Patreon dot com forward slash seasiders pod and if you don't sign up you're a big fight see you later thanks for listening away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.